So welcome everyone to episode nine of our Talk Room series of podcasts, Being Your Best Self. I'd like to just start by introducing my co-presenter, Wendy Castellino. Um, for those that have watched our previous podcast, Wendy will need absolutely no introduction. And for those that haven't had the opportunity yet, just to introduce her, she is a highly, highly experienced CBT psychotherapist who's been involved in the field of mental health and well-being for well over 30 years now. So an absolute pleasure to be here once again with you, Linda. Thank you very much, Ian, for that introduction. And now I would like to introduce my co-presenter, Ian Stockbridge. Ian is an accredited counsellor with the British Association of Counsellors and Psychotherapists and a founder member of Hope Therapy and Counselling Services. Thank you, Wendy. So these podcasts look at the question of how to be your best self. And we do that by looking at the question of mental health and well-being from the perspective of a, of a variety of counselling and, and therapeutic approaches. But today we're going to be discussing the subject of exam stress and exam anxiety. And, and this is something that affects huge numbers of people, um, whether people are studying for GCSEs or A-levels or students at, at university or even professional people going for professional qualifications, even people going for a driving test. So a really, really topical uh, subjects. So maybe Wendy, you could just tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I'm, I too thought it would be a really good topic as exams are coming up soon, both GCSE, O and A levels, and also for university as well. And I see a number of students really struggling with exam stress and anxiety. Yeah, and it's an area that that uh, that hope do a huge amount of work with. So, as I say, a really, really topical subject, mm -hmm. uh, a really important um, topic that lots and lots of people would find useful to know about and to learn how they can just better manage some of those uh, those stresses and and the anxiety that comes with it. Okay, lovely. Thank you, Ian. So, I thought I'd start by identifying two them two themes. One is preparation for the exams and then what to do with stress when actually taking the exam. So when you're preparing for exams, people often experience what's called anticipatory anxiety. They imagine the worst case scenario and have intense anxiety as a result. So what happens here is that the anxiety is part of the brain's threat system the brain activates the fight or flight. So your brain creates a chemical called adrenaline, which gives you extra energy. Now, a little bit of adrenaline can be really good for you. It can help you perform. But if you are overwhelmed with anxiety, then this can affect the part of your brain, which is called the frontal cortex. This is your thinking brain. So the problem is you cannot think clearly, which is not good for when you're obviously taking exams, when you really need to think clearly. So what you're saying is a little bit of anxiety can actually be a really good thing, a really helpful thing, can help our performance in, in exams. 
but it's when it gets out of control it's when it it becomes too much that it starts to impede our performance exactly Ian. exactly um so to deal with the anticipatory anxiety one of my first tips is to identify the thoughts that link to the anxiety um two really common thoughts are what if my mind goes blank or what if i don't know one of the answers okay so that's really helpful so once you've identified those thoughts what then what do we what do we do once we once we know what the thoughts are very good question ian yes yeah. so one way of dealing with with it is to develop what i call a coping strategy so for example if you're in the exam and there's a question you don't understand, you're better off starting with questions you are confident in answering. The reason for this is this will help your anxiety will go down and it gives your brain time to calm down and therefore you're more able to think about answering a more difficult question. So this strategy can be really useful then you can return to a more difficult question later and another idea is to actually just do a quick brainstorm get whatever ideas you have on the difficult question down on paper and this can really help to encourage your brain to recall what you know quickly and give you the confidence that you can write something which obviously helps to reduce the anxiety so that sounds like really really practical solutions but what if you're what if you're in that situation where the mind just goes blank on us yes good question so simply having a coping strategy in place can help you to reduce the likelihood of this happening you've got confidence that you can handle it so one thing you can do is before the start of the exam, you're waiting there, is just to practice deep breathing exercises to calm your brain and body down. And there are examples, I think on both our websites, how to do that. And another really good practice you can do is a visualization. This is where, while you're preparing and studying for your exams, you take time to practice imagine opening your paper and answering the questions really well with ease and flow. You can also add a problem such as having a difficult question in your visualization and then imagine yourself accessing the answer. Try to make the visualization as strong as you can, seeing yourself succeeding and how that makes you feel. So it's really important that you keep on practicing this beforehand and that can give you the confidence that you can do your best in the exam. That's that's really interesting. So to summarise, if I understand it, you need to identify the beliefs uh, that you have about the exam and then put in some form of, of coping strategy, such as answering questions you're, you're confident with first, which can just help to, to soothe us, to calm the brain a little bit. Um, you also mentioned visualisation. Can you just say a little bit about, about how that works? Yes, what I find helps students is they actually understand how the brain works that helps them to feel in control. So what happens is um, visualisation strengthens neural pathways to help you to believe that this can actually be the case. It helps you to believe it can happen. 
and the brain responds really well to imagery, almost as well as a real experience. So it's a great way of thinking how to change a situation by visualizing it. Our brain works really well with images. So focusing on imagining how you can see it succeed really strengthens those beliefs and those neural pathways. That, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for that. And um, you said the second problem was how to actually revise for the exam itself? Yes, and I wanted to address the anticipatory anxiety first, as this can interfere for preparation for exams. Again, if you're too anxious um, when you're studying, your brain is not at its optimum learning. So I've got a few tips, if that's okay, to um, go through, Ian. Um, so my first tip is to actually create a structure. Work out when your exams are so you prioritise when to study for them. Uh, with GCSE um, O-levels, there's a lot of exams. So this can make a really big difference to study first for the earlier ones. And then write out a timetable of what you're going to study and when. Um, this sounds really obvious, but um, I've had many conversations with students who, um, who don't do this. And then my next tip is to work out how you best learn. There are three learning st styles. One is audio, which is listening. One is visual and the other one is called kinesthetic, which is um, doing things in a practical way. And sometimes we're a combination of all three. So if you can work this out, then you can enhance your learning. So if you're audio, obviously you can listen to audio recordings. If you're visual, you can actually draw things out or use mind maps. If you're more kinesthetic, actually doing things or practicing practical things can help. Um, and another tip is actually um, talking to a lot of students and what they find helpful is actually practicing exam techniques on past papers. Uh, you should be able to get these from your teachers or there's certain websites where you can access them. And you can get ones with model answers as well. So you can compare your answer to the model answer. And some of them have different levels of answering. Sometimes have them a basic answer, a good answer, and an excellent answer. And so that can really help you to be clear about you know, what level you're at as well. And the good thing about this is that you're practicing reading a question and answer it. So you get really good clarification as to what makes a good answer. And then my next tip is to access support. I notice a lot of students are very reluctant to go and ask teachers for help in areas that they're struggling with. And the reasons for this is they say they often feel too embarrassed, they think they should know it already, or they don't want to stand out or admit that they don't understand it, so they carry on struggling in silence. So what I um, encourage them to do is to remind them that it's in the teacher's interests for their students to do well. Most teachers are measured on performance, so they're really happy, they're employed to help. And actually asking, going asking clarifying questions is a really good way of learning, actively learning to find the answer. Um, and make sure you seek support on topics you find difficult. Um, it's okay not to understand it the first time round. You might need a little bit more explanation, a more simple answer. Make sure you address these areas. Don't avoid them because um, actually knowing them and addressing them can give you confidence in actually answering them. 
I, what I notice is the problems are is that most students struggle when they're not clear. They're either confused by the subject, so by looking at model answers or by asking questions, this helps to clarify what you're confused about. And when you've got clarity, again, this helps the confidence and then the anxiety reduces. Um, another tip is just to see if there are alternative methods of support. Um, this might be a supportive parent or friend willing to test you on your knowledge, or maybe another student who's very good at a particular subject. Most students, again, aren't very good at asking for help, but a lot of people are really happy to help and they want to see them do well. And then another idea is to find extra study resources. There's so many of these around now on the internet. Um, and what I probably recommend is that you ac access your learning centre to find out the ones that follow the right curriculum. So you're actually following the right information. Um, but there's nothing like if getting stuck or confused in a subject, see whether there's an explanation on YouTube or an audio that again helps to, to explain it in a very clear and simple way. And um, sometimes just understanding how we learn is also important. Sometimes we have to go through things several times before it stays in our brain. And just getting used to having a simple, basic explanation can really help. Um, often in, in lessons now, there isn't time to go through the curriculum in great detail. So sometimes the teacher only go through once and it's being kind to yourself and realizing, okay, I do need to go through things several times before it actually um, kind of solidifies in your brain. And the last point really is, is a very simple thing, but it's really important is to make sure that you have regular breaks when you're studying and revising, exercising or going just for a simple walk outside is a really good way just to relax and sort of relax your body and your brain and obviously make sure you get plenty of sleep. So they're my top tips. Such a such a good summary, Wendy. Thank you, and and, and um, some really really useful strategies in there. So um, creating a structure for learning, um, practice answering questions using using past papers, um, accessing support when you're confused about certain topics, and and fully accessing online resources um, as well in order to, to, to make sure that we're enhancing our, our, our learning. That's really, really helpful, Wendy. Thank you so much. So if people are interested in finding out more about exam stress um, or, or just working with someone uh, regarding that, how would people go about that? What would people need to do? Okay, yes, certainly. And so um, I've done a free ebook, which just goes into a little bit more detail. And that's available to download on my website, wendyc.team. And there's loads of other resources there that people will find useful, particularly relaxation techniques. And what about you, Ian? What resources do you have? Yeah, so we, we work with students, um, uh, both people going for GCSEs, A-levels, university degrees, but also professional people as well. Um, we've got a section on our website, www.hopefulminds.co.uk, services, 
student-counselling. We've also got a resource section that has loads and loads of resources that people can take a look at, all of which are completely free of charge. Um, uh, so uh, we'll drop the details of all of that into the into the into the comments as well. Uh, so people um, people can access that later if they want. Um, but the hopeful the hope therapy and counseling team, um, we have a really diverse uh, level of experience offering a, a variety of different therapeutic approaches in, in various places throughout the, the south of England, or uh, we work regularly with people um, throughout the country if we're working online with people. Uh, and this is the type of work that's quite easy to do online. Um, so people are very welcome to, to get in touch. There's absolutely no obligation to, to work with us if you, if you do get in touch. Um, so it's just for me to thank Wendy and also to our, our listeners. Um, we're going to be back in a couple of weeks' time where we're going to be discussing mental health in the workplace, a uh, really important subject that's very dear to my heart. Um, so, Wendy. Thanks very much, Ian. Thanks very much for co-presenting with me and um, goodbye to you and all our listeners. Thank you very much. Yes, goodbye to all our listeners and uh, and see everybody in a, in a couple of weeks' time. Okay.